This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. A very good evening. Sorry, slightly late coming on there. We're having a little bit of a natter in the green room. Uh, we're going to be dividing it up into two parts, uh, a first half and a second half. Um, I can tell you that um, Craig and Sooty are going to be coming on in the second half, which is after the watershed. Uh, we've got the voice of reason that's back um, to kick us off with. And we've also got a brand new debutant on the channel uh, making their debut tonight as well. I do want to make a and say a very big thank you to uh, the powers who power this uh, extra time, and that's Creation Wolf, a local company. They power extra time, delivering the industry's latest and most advanced digital solutions uh, that take your brand and online presence and digital capabilities to the next level. The link's in the description below. If you've got a business, check them out. They're absolutely uh, fantastic. Of course, we're going to be uh, – we've got a lot to talk about again uh, tonight, of course. Uh, the final word on the weekend's action, of course, we've got, and that will, of course, be uh, that fantastic win over uh, the Toffees. We unwrapped them again. We've taken that wrapper off, and they must absolutely hate playing us. Why? Because I think the last three managers, and Jack will probably also want to put this in, the first match that they've won is against Everton. We love playing them. Talking points from the match, we've got our things learnt as well, which is also on the website uh, with Dave Porter. Uh, the, they'll be giving their man of the match performance rating, highlight of the day. Uh, it is the final week of the transfer window. Obviously, lots to talk about Nunes, Semedo, and um, what's going to happen with that. So we have to talk about that. We will be looking ahead to Palace. And, of course, we'll be answering uh, your questions as well. Just before I get stuck in uh, to that, I do want to bring you, make your guys really, really aware of an absolutely bombastically fantastic uh, deal um, that we've got 
with uh, NordVPN. It's an exclusive for the channel. I use NordVPN myself. It works on all the devices. It keeps all your data nice and safe. When I go on holidays, I can watch all the matches and I can watch my Netflix and everything like that. Obviously, it enables you to get uh, to get American stuff and you know get the matches if you need to as well. You can use it on your phone, you can use it on your tablet, you can use it on your desktop, and it one thing covers it all. And it's a fantastic deal um, that you've got there. As you can see, you've got options two pound forty pound a month. Um, it works out at sixty seven pound twenty three for two years instead of one hundred eighty four pounds. Um, and you get four months extra on top of that. So you actually get in, instead of 24 months, you get in 28 months. And if you want to get onto that, literally, if you want to get onto that, you just need uh, to type in Always Wolves at the end of the uh, the NordVPN thing. It's absolutely brilliant. So I really would suggest you taking the offer because I've only got a week or two left. Right, let's get stuck in to the action. First of all, yes, he's back. The voice of reason himself. It is Jack. Good evening, Jack. How are you? Good evening, Dave. Good evening, everyone. Yep, feeling uh, a lot, a lot more calm, a lot more happy after yesterday's result, if not performance. So yeah, absolutely, mate. And it's good to have you back on as well. Thank as you. I say, we're breaking this into two halves. It's just, um, it's just a little bit light today. We've got uh, two guests on each on each half, and we do have a debutant. So uh, give it, give it up. For our debutant tonight, it is our new signing this week of the transfer window. It's Tom. How are you doing? <laughs> Good evening, Dave. Good evening, Jack. Good evening, everyone. Absolutely fantastic. Tom, it's so good to have you make your debut. Now, Tom is a long-time subscriber of the channel. Um, he really uh, watches it stuff. And I met him at the Johnny Phillips event. Um, we had a good chat with him and his, uh, his lovely girlfriend. What's your girlfriend's name again? I forget. Hannah. Hannah, yeah. They've yeah. just been away on a, a lovely holiday. Where have you been? So, uh, luckily, we've been to Ibiza and Mallorca, Dave. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, you really good. it up? No, we weren't, actually. We were uh, in the quiet part. So, uh, yeah, just a nice, relaxing holiday. Fantastic. Loads of people saying welcome to you as well in the, in the thing. So, we met him at the Johnny Phillips event. And I said, do you know what? Why didn't you come? Because it's always good to get fresh... Uh, people on and fresh pundits and I will add that out to you guys in the chat if any of you guys fancy coming on here just drop a um, just drop a link in the chat or message the always wolves and I'm just going to send a message now to the producer Emma um, because I'll send her the link and then if any of you guys want to jump on she can, uh, if you message always walls or you drop it in the chat, Emma can get in touch and we can get you on the thing. So, first of all, Jack, I take it you were there yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fantastic. Talk me through your day, mate. Just talk me through the day, your build up, pre match, the team coming out, the first half, the changes, the substitutions, and of course. The goal and the and that lovely winner at the end. Just just give everyone a taste. So I, I think you know going into the game, I was kind of I had a bit of expectation because I, the, the first two games this season, Man United and Brighton, person I think they're good teams, you know, and we could have played really well, which I think we did. It, it, certainly at Old Trafford, I thought we played really well, and we played okay. 
at times against Brighton, but they're good teams and they'll punish you. And if you don't get, if you don't take your chances and you defend poorly, you'll lose. Whereas again, I'm not particularly having the idea that Everton are any better than us. I don't think they are. So it was a kind of game where I thought if we turn up and play well, then there's a very good chance we get three points here. And it felt to me like it was it was that opportunity was there. So I was a bit more nervous, if you like, going into the game because the, the Man United game and the Brighton game, it was kind of like, yeah, if we get a, a good performance, great. But if we lose, it's not a disaster because they're probably teams that we're not going to be competing with and challenging with anyway this year, whereas Everton, I think, definitely are. You know, so there's a bit of, of pressure on the game, I think, from my point of view. And, and I know Gary O'Neill had played it down in the week. So, um, but I think deep down, I think he'd have known that it was an important game. Um, I agreed with the, the selection I'd said in the week to, to people. I thought Wang for, for Nunes, obviously, with the suspension, mm. made sense. He was the He's the only player, I think, currently who looks capable of getting a goal. You know, I know, unfortunately, he's picked up an injury now, hasn't he? So we don't know whether. He's going to be out long term, but I think you know he increases our chances of scoring, which is something that we've been struggling with for for quite a while now, haven't we? And and Buen Alfred eight Nuri, I think there's very little between them. I think so you, you can easily rotate between them and, and not lose anything necessarily. Um, first half to me was was really poor for, from both teams. Really, it looked like a game where two teams were just desperate not to lose and were scared to to really uh, open the game up. I, I think. When we've played well in this season, in the even going back to the pre-season friendlies, it's been when the game's been open and there's been a bit of tempo. We've been able to use the space and we've attacked with a bit of aggression. Um, Everton don't let you do that. You know, I've, I've just said I don't think they're a, they're a good team, and and I don't think they're a good team, but they're very competitive and they're very physical. They've got a lot of athletes in the team. You know, that midfield three: uh, Gay and Onana and. Um, Decore, very, very strong, very aggressive, very athletic players. And they don't let you run through them and run around them a lot. I think that was... Uh, I understood the tactics of going long because that means you bypass their press because that's where they press those three midfielders, push right onto your defence and try and make those errors. So I understood why we went long from the back to the front, but it didn't work because Kuna and Silva couldn't hold the ball up at all. I thought, um, is it Brathwaite, the, the centre-half for Everton? I thought he was excellent. Yeah. Um, Defended mm. really well against against Fabio, so he kind of nullified most of our attacking play. So we we offered very very little in that first half. They had a couple of chances, didn't they? The one where um, the corner was half cleared and Tarkovsky at the side netting. I mean, he should have been scoring that really. If be we'd honest, be, if we'd that, been when honest. that came over, you're probably the same as me. And he's like in the six yard box, and the thing you think that's going to be in the back yeah. of the net. And when it, it's the side netting, obviously some of the Everton fans thought he'd scored, but like. It was a big relief. He never really got his foot round it, did he? No, no. And, and and again, it's kind of those fine margins, isn't it? You know, there'll be Everton fans tonight looking and thinking, well, we, you know, we weren't great, but we could have won that game. And it's similar to how we were coming out of Old Trafford, you know, in terms of, you know, we lost 1-0, but we could easily have won the game. So, and I think a lot of Premier League games are very fine margins, aren't they? I've watched the the, the game Newcastle-Liverpool this afternoon and there were points in that game where Newcastle could have killed the game, didn't, and then Liverpool came back into it and, you know, so um, half-time, I, I know there was an injury but I was I was pleased he brought eight Nuri on and I think, I like that partnership with him and Bueno down the left, I think that do you works think, really well. Do you think that's, that substitution was forced then? Because at the, at the time yeah. I was thinking... Um, Wang wasn't on it, and then he brought eight Nori on, and it. I thought eight Nori really changed the game. He did, he did, because it's like we said, he opened the game up. He's got that ability to run at people and to find spaces with with that driving run. Um, the 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 offside goal for Fabio came from eight Nori 
driving inside and opening that space for Bueno to, to get five yards to get the cross in. Um, Fabio was just a bit offside, wasn't he, when he sort of tucked it away. Then the, the free the kick. Thing that... from Fabio, to be honest. It... Fabio's better for me when he don't think about it. Yeah. Mm. I think the best strikers are. You know, I, th- I think you watch you watch Haaland. He's, he's the perfect example of that. How many of his goals are first-time finishes? You know, the ball breaks to him in the box. And before you've even had time to sort of say his name, if you like, it's in the back of the net. You know, whereas some strikers, you know, when they're running through on goal, they're thinking, where do I put it? Do I go around the keeper? Do I go over him? Do I put it through him? Where are the defenders? You know, have I got to square it? And and that scrambles their brain a little bit. And I think Fabio was quite similar. The 1v1 where he put it wide, he had far too much time, didn't he? You know, he, he was probably better off just, just as soon as he got that ball, just having the shot first time and trying to catch I thought, it have, I thought in that instance... Because it was at an angle. If you watched the watched it through, it was a. I thought Pickford was a bit star-like against as he does sometimes. I mean, Sar had an incredible game, but he came and stopped. If he'd have come and got the ball, he hesitated, and he was kind of stood. I would have liked personally if he'd have carried on the ball. I think he'd have gone past Pickford and rolled it in the net, or Pickford would have brought him down for a penalty. Yeah, I mean, hindsight never loses, doesn't it? It's easy to kind of sit here and say after the event, but but yeah, I think sometimes with Fabio, he does sort of overthink and tries to find the perfect finish, whereas sometimes you've just got to put your foot through it and, and don't give the keeper a chance to, to narrow Even the angle or make the save. Or, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought second half, we came into it. I thought it was no coincidence that as soon as the game opened up, we looked a lot better. Going back to what I said earlier, we it suits us when we can play end-to-end football. I don't think we've quite got the defensive strength to... to do a 90-minute game of end-to-end football. We do have to switch off at points and shut the game down and slow it down if, if we need to. But um, that last 20, 25 minutes was the best part of the game for me because both teams had chances. There was spells of pressure. Uh, Pickford made a, a very good save from... I think it might have been, would have been an own goal, I think, wouldn't it? Um, I think he came off silver, you know. Yeah, I, I couldn't quite tell from, from where they were. Yeah. low down to the right. Yeah, it yeah. Brilliant it's a brilliant save. It's a brilliant save. Yeah, and then five minutes later, Sar pulls off an even better save, doesn't he? To to oh, stop the header. From... Hold my beer. Yeah, ab- absolutely. But but you know it, that's kind of typical of, of Sar, isn't it? You know we, we we've I've I've been very very vocal in my criticism of Sar in 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 the past, and yesterday he was terrific. You know, and I'm more than happy to say that. And that save was was absolutely brilliant because I think Gary O'Neill touched on it as well. We were just having our best spell of the game. And to have gone 1-0 down at that point would have been absolutely sort of a killer for morale and, and for belief and confidence. So I think that was probably the turning point of the game, really, for me. Go 1-0 down there, and I don't think we get anything from the game. To still be in it at 0-0, coupled then what about with... That, what about that disallowed goal? I was just about to say as well, with the offside goal that you know they went to the VAR, the longer it went on, the more you thought, this is going to be a goal here. Again, that, that morale boost of, actually, we're not 1-0 down here. This game's still there for us to go and win. Um, and then, to be quite honest, when when he brought uh, Sasha on, I wasn't quite convinced that it was the right thing to do. I, I'm not sure why he'd, he kept Neto on because I thought he'd been ineffective all game. And bringing Sasha on, but taking Kuna off meant that Sasha would be isolated. So I wasn't quite sure if he did manage to hold the ball up, who he was going to hold it up for or hold it up to. But it you know, shows what I know because the two players <laughs> combined and and produced. I mean, the ball from Neto was terrific, wasn't it? You know, very difficult for the defenders to to get back in position and clear it. Difficult for Pickford to know whether to come and get it and or just stay on his line and anticipate where the header might come in. Um, I think Sasha 
you know, deserves tremendous credit for, for getting in between the two defenders. And, and yeah, it comes off the sort of the back of his neck or sort of his shoulders or whatever. But how long have we been saying, Dave, you know, we play all this great football. We just need a goal to go in off someone's knee or someone's shoulder or something and just trickle over the line and, and get us that goal that wins the game. And that's kind of the case in point, wasn't it? You know, it wasn't a pretty goal, but it was so, so important. Absolutely. I mean, you've covered off a lot there and we've talked about that. I mean, like, I don't know if you've watched my match vlog yet, guys. If you've not watched the match vlog, the Kuna, the uh, the Sasha goal, I've, I've, I've put it on my socials as well. I'll put it out today. It's I'm going, get the ball into uh, to Sasha. And then, I don't know, the telepathic link got through to Pedro and he whips in. It, to be honest, it's a fantastic delivery. Um, from yeah, Pedro yeah. Neto, the, it's absolutely brilliant. Sasha's calling for it, and he's ghosted in between two defenders. He's gone. I think he's caught it with a bit of his head and a bit of his back, but he's he's, he's ghosted in and he's finished it. And um, you know, Pedro Neto as well. If you watch that video on either on the match vlog on YouTube or on social, he's going absolutely mad. He's really pumped up for it so much like he's going for about 30 seconds to the to the crowd and pumping up and i love to see that pedro neto he's basically saying i'm the man i've delivered that look what i've done come on and it's a fantastic assist and it you know obviously you know it's limbs after that point and then i mean i'm going to come on to you in a second tom sarabia comes on and uh, He's trying to win the game. And I'm like, run into the bloody corner. It's like, <laughs> don't blow the bloody things off. It's like, even Kilman's going at him, getting to the corner. And twice he gets the ball. Um, and he, he he has a go. First time it's blocked and shot. They get the ball and are attacking. I'm like, oh. And then we get the free kick. And you've got two players that go to the left-hand side. And he has a shot. It's a good shot. Um, you know, Pickford palms it away, and we get a we, we get regrouped. But I've just run, and then the whistle goes. But like, run it into the corner. Tom, talk me through. Uh, talk me, talk me through it. Yeah. So again, I think when I saw the lineup, I think you know I was impressed with it. And like Jack said, um, Wang, but you know, coming into the side, he, he deserved that start. Um, at, at post game, when you know we're seeing that he's injured. You know, I can't, it's kind of a tale of the last couple of seasons. He seems to start the season and we always find him with this kind of a niggle or an injury. So I, I really find that disappointing because I think after his World Cup performance, um, we were seeing a bit of good form from Wang. And I think you're hoping that he was having a big part to play um, in this season. I think that is a concern now going forward um, with Wang's injury because I still look at this side... Um, and, you know, like us all, we're asking, aren't we, where are the goals? Uh, when you compare to previous seasons as well, it's it's pretty much the same squad. Um, but, you know, they are getting in some good positions. I think, you know, again, like Jack summarised, first half, um, we were really, really quiet. We were, we were missing, let's be honest. Um, and like Jack said, quite rightly so, I mean, saw so absolutely man of the match performance. And, you know, to, to friends, I was critical of him um, with the Brighton performance at home. I thought his distribution was poor. Some of his decision-making in the box, for me, was a little bit poor. But yet again, he, he showed his quality um, with this away performance at Everton and, and showed he's a Premier League keeper. And I think if people have been on Twitter tonight, they'll have seen uh, that Mr Percy has tweeted that 
Um, Sars looking to sign a new deal with the club, which is positive news because I think after yesterday's performance, I think without him between the sticks, you start to be concerned. Uh, if that was another, you know, with Nunes going, um, and if Saar was looking to go before the end of this window, I would seriously start to be concerned because I think, again, looking at yesterday's performance, who was missing for me in midfield? It, it was Nunes. Um, I think he offers something different. I don't know what you think to that, Jack. I think for me, you know, you could tell that Nunes was missing from that side yesterday. Um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I think what I think what Nunes would have brought yesterday was the ability to beat the press. Like exactly. Said, with, yeah. with those three midfielders that they had, I know Ducore plays more of a ten, but he was dropping in to make a three. Absolutely, Nunes has yeah. the ability to, to turn on the ball and get past all three in sort of one movement, if you like. So I think we did did definitely miss. We Nunes did miss him, didn't we? I think, and yeah. that you know, when you're reflecting on the performance, you know, you can see what a what an impactful player Nunes perhaps is on the side, really, and he does offer something different. And I think when you're looking towards the bench as a manager as well. And you're looking at the likes of Hodge and Bubakar Traore. They're similar players to Lamina and Gomez, really, let's be fair. Um, I still would like to see Bubakar Traore feature a little bit more and get some more minutes. But again, we don't know what his uh, fitness levels are like coming back from, from that injury. Um, so, yeah, but, you know, at the end of the day, the three points are what matter. And we go away from that game with, and you know, with the results this week, it's, it's a big, big three points. I think... You know, we'd be lying if the players didn't feel how big of an occasion that potentially was. I know that they were speaking at the club. Gary O'Neill was saying pre-game that, you know, he sees every game as a big game. But come on, we know Everton are a poor side. And if you can't go in there and pick up our result, you really are in the mix and you really are going to be in trouble this season. So I think it's a statement to not only his players, but himself that and the fans really that, OK, we've got a platform now. We've got three points. And I think looking, is it Crystal Palace away next day? I think I know we've got yeah, the cup got game, but in, in the league. league. Yeah, we've we got Blackpool in the week. Yeah. Which, you know, let's hope. I think Blackpool in the week for me, I think that's a time to try out the likes of Troy Ray and Hodge and see what they can do, give them an opportunity. But also you want to use it as a, a a game to get goals, you know, to to really, really find the back of the net and make it a convincing win. Because I think a concern for me with Walls now over the last you know, season and going into this season is I, I watch us and I, I'm always fearful of that goal, Dave. So like Jack mentioned that if, if that goal hadn't been offside from Everton, the game could have been dead and buried there. Because when you're looking at this team, if you ha hold your hand on your heart, you can honestly say you're doubtful whether we're going to win a, a game 2-1, are you? You know, if we go a goal behind, you're doubtful that we're going to get, you know, a couple of goals to win the game or even... You know, you're looking at the Brighton game and those those few goals going in, you're just not. It, it, I always say if you score a couple of goals against us, really, I think the game's dead and buried. So, yeah, it's 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 one where, you know, let's, the window is closing Friday, isn't it, Dave and Jack? And I think, you know, can we get anybody in? If Nunes is going to be sold for the reported now 60 million, I think um, he's looking, edging closer to a, a deal. Then... Yeah, can we reinvest that money? Will that pot of money be used to bring in some last-minute additions? Well, or well, let's, will it let's, talk, let's talk about that because this is this is my view on it, right? Um, yeah. We're going to talk about Nunes and the transfer window whilst we're on it, obviously. Thing. Nunes has got four years left on his contract. Four. He has done, yeah. 
four years left. We bought him for 42.5 million, Jack. Is that about right? About right, yeah. Okay. And 10% of any sell on um, profit, I think, has got to go to, to sporting. That's, That's it, yeah. Um, so he didn't have the best of seasons last year. But I will make the point that when Neves was out the team for two matches and Nunes was the main man, we won both games last season. We did, and they were impressive um, performances, weren't they? Yeah. Also, um, even under Lopetegui again, under Gary O'Neill, Nunes is one of the very few players that has played pretty much every minute of every game. He has been made the main man in Wolves midfield this year. All the other midfielders have been switched about. Nunes has played, has been made the main man. And to me, his performances on the pitch for Wolves um, during pre-season, of which I've seen pretty much all the game, we even went to watch uh, over in Ireland, the Celtic game. The game against Man United, absolutely brilliant alongside yeah, that. The game against Brighton, I thought he was still good. Um, and I know he got sent off at the end, and I think that was silly. But I... No, just to interject there, the sceptic in me. And I know what you're going to say. Your opinion. Yeah. You, what so do you think? What do you think? This weekend, and he, you know, I don't, I don't buy that. I mean, I don't... You I don't, don't buy the, the, the transfer kind of keeping himself injury-free? No. And... I, I, no, I, I, do not, I do not buy that at all because you can't manufacture a 95th minute incident on the touchline and have the ball where you want and be pushing and stuff like that. Yeah, he was on yeah. the yellow. He, he, he was silly. What I saw throughout the whole of the game was a, was a play. I mean, this is just me. was someone that yeah. was fighting for the team and passionate for the team. And I'd, I'd want, I want to see, like Neto, the passion coming from him and it went overboard and he was silly and it was a rash of blood and what he did and, and stuff like that. I don't think, and people can be as cynical as the one, oh, he wanted to get suspended. A professional footballer that wants to do that, come on. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't see it myself. I just think he was just passionate and, and very, very frustrated with how the game had gone. Uh, that we were losing, and you know we got back to the thing, and, we, and we're still going for it. And he just was a bit petulant and silly. Mm-hmm. Um, got a one match suspension. Jack, I, I'd like to hear your take on the Nunes thing. I mean, Tom's been, you know, been having that maybe a bit cynical, and well, I've seen it mentioned on social. I don't think that. What What do you think? Do you think he's deliberately got himself sent off? I don't think so. No, I mean, no. I think, like you say, I think it was just a bit. Of... I mean, we're seeing more and more. I mean, I was again going back to Liverpool game earlier with Alexander Arnold getting a really early booking for throwing the ball away. Gomez did it. Yes, I mean players are picking up a lot more bookings, aren't they? I think I read earlier that there were thirty red cards in the whole of last season in the Premier League. There's already been nine this season so far, and we're only into the third sort of game week, if you like. So I think there are a lot more bookings. It's a lot easier to get bookings, and I think players are going to get booked almost subconsciously now because you know. We've all played football. We've all watched a lot of football. But when you fall one down at home and someone sat on the ball, time wasting, you want to give him a shove and tell him to get on with it. And I don't think he's done it with the thought of, oh, if I get a second yellow here, I can have next weekend off. I don't think he's done that. I just think it's the frustration of you're losing 4-1 at home and, you know, the fans, a lot of them have left and it's kind of been a bit of a flat day. And 
you know, it's just got the better of him, hasn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that that is part of his character that you see, isn't it? You know, he's a he's a bit edgy, isn't he? You know, he. Yeah. I think, and, and I think he has to be a... careful during the whole of that game, really, because yeah. you know he he was always looking for potentially being sent off. But like I say, I was just raising the the kind of question. I don't think it's my opinion that he did, he did get sent off. Uh, I've, yeah, no, I'll see what I'm, you know what I mean. I'm raising that kind of question broadly, and I think yeah. for me, Dave, I think the, pro, the with Nunes, like we've just mentioned, I think you know he is pivotal to what we want to do this season. Of course, he is. Um, but I think the only way will us Wolves fans will let him go with with a blessing is is if this money can be reinvested and reinvested quickly. But will you get the quality of Nunes in by Friday? My well, doubt. This, it, you know, this is, this is the, the I hate to say it. This is the sixty million dollar question, isn't it? Really, mm-hmm. the one thing I will say again, and I'll come back on to Nunes. We saw a Wolves team without Nunes in the first half. And we've seen the, the Wolves team, you know, all pre-season, how we've played with Nunes and the start yeah. of the season. How he, yeah. how, and we didn't know what the hell, we couldn't, we couldn't, we, didn't, we had no creativity at all in the first half. Whereas if Nunes had been in there, the creativity, the way he's close, he's brilliant with making space. He draws players to him. He runs with the ball. We weren't doing any of that. And he creates the space for other players. And obviously we had to make the changes. Uh, and maybe the, the opportunity that occurred because Wang was injured and the type of player that Ait Nori is, because Ait Nori does love his little tricks. He does like to get out of close spaces. He will drive the ball forward. And w- Wolves are better for me this season when we're running with the ball, when we're actually running with the ball and we're getting the overlaps. And it started to happen in the second half. The Fabio goal, the one that was disallowed, mm. that was really our first real set. And that, that I think that moment, the, the, the disallowed Fabio goal, changed the, the tip. All of a sudden, Everton started to feel vulnerable because and Wolves yeah. started we could get some... Um, you some saw the belief come then, didn't you, out of the players, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And he started to create... We started to create chan- chances. And it started, Jack, didn't it, to turn into a bit of a basketball game at points. And like both keepers made some brilliant saves. But it, it opened up and yeah. we started to be brave again. Whereas I thought in the first half, without Nunes, we looked a little bit lost. And it, I know with people saying we were dreadful. What's the common denominator? Nunes wasn't on the pitch. So the thing is, if we do sell him, bearing in mind in January, it's the African Cup of Nations as well. Bubakar Traore and Mario Lamina could be called up for the AFCON. It leaves us with Hodge and Gomez. You know, And just to kind of add with that, Dave, it is kind of for me, and looking at the last few performances, I mean, Gomez, to me, was looking not to get sent off. I know the ref had a couple of words yeah, and just said, just back. be careful, be careful, you know what you're doing. Um, and we all know, I think, as fans watching the game, Gomez and Lamina, and with how these bookings are being given out at the minute, like Jack's rightly said as well, the, there is going to be, a, it's inevitable, there is a red card waiting for those two midfielders because of the nature of the players there, especially Gomez. I mean, wow, what a player getting stuck in. But on his day with a different referee, I reckon he would have potentially got sent off yesterday. You know, it, the ref did him a favour a little bit yesterday. 
Uh, and he managed the game quite well, to be fair, in our favour. Um, but yeah, I think, and that really moves on to my point of squad depth. It's frightening. You know, you talk about the African Cup of Nations and I'm talking from a, a kind of an imaginary booking, sending off situation where we are limited. The squad, you know, we, we we can all, we all know we've got a great starting eleven that can match any Premier League side really with, with where we're competing. Um, but, you know, it's, it is frightening where where those options are. I, I, mean, you know I actually think that we have got depth in our squad at the present. I think we need more depth. I I I, I, I went through this when I was watching the preseason game against um, yeah. Rene, and they were bringing people on. I was counting up up to about twenty players. Well, that's more than what. Uh, yeah, I think there's key positions than, for me. That's though. more than what um, uh, Nuno had. But true, true. But like you're saying, with the bookings and stuff like that, and there are some inexperience there, which is why I'm saying with regards to Nunes, if they do sell him and if City do come in with his 60s, personally, you, you, we can't be selling him a player that's got four. I mean, if you look at how many the money that Brighton have got for some of their midfielders, you know, it, it's got to be big money and they've got to spend the money and we've got a week for three or four days left. Jack, I want you to come in on the Nunes thing, because I want to hear your thoughts on this. And we'll, we'll no doubt second half, you know, the after the watershed, um, <laughs> we'll get Craig and Sutty's views on this as well. But like Nunes, and you guys in the in the chat as well, 60 million for Nunes, do you sell him? I don't. Not a 60 million. I'm not, with, with, I, I don't think either. With, with how late kind of add, add another dynamic into it. Hold on, Tom. Let Jack finish first. Oh, go on, yeah. Carry on, Jack. Jack I was just, I was just gonna say, with how late it is in the window, it's putting us in a really difficult position of of replacing him. You know, we'll struggle to replace him like for like anyway. But being able to get a player in, you know, of that ability, you know, like you say, we're gonna to have to reinvest a big chunk of that sixty odd million if we did sell him on a player of of that level of ability if we could. Um, I, I I think like we said a couple of weeks ago when there was talks about Kilman going and, and different bits and pieces, every player has their price, you know, and and every player in that squad there will be a value where if a club comes in, Wolves have to say, you know what, we can't turn that down. Is that with Mateus Nunes? Is that sixty million? I don't think it is. I think you're looking at seventy seventy five before we have to turn around and say, you know what, we can't turn that down. I, I, I really think 60 million. I think we're selling ourselves short. And and, and if I was Mateus Nunes, you know, I wouldn't be bothered that Wolves were turning down this because it shows you how much they value you. You know, I, if I was a player and, and the club was saying, we're not going to accept 60 million because we think you're worth 70, 75, that probably makes me feel quite good. So I don't I don't necessarily see an issue on Nunes' side of, the, of, of him saying, you know, just accept the bid I want to go to Man City if, if he understands that Wolves are trying to get the best price for, for the club. So I'd be tempted to turn down these 60-odd million pounds plus Tommy Doyle or whatever it is and, and just try and get to that point where if Man City are serious about getting him, that they have to offer us... I mean, they offered 80 million for, for Lucas Paqueta, didn't they? And they were... You know, there's the, I mean, Declan Rice and Moses Caicedo have gone for for you know 100 million, 110 million each. So yeah, the, the the market is there. If you, if we can get to 70, 75 million, I think I think that's probably where we need to be. Well, yeah, I'm going to come back to you in a, in a second, Tom. Um, 
I'm kind of like on that same sort of page, really, um, because you need creativity, and he's, you know, he's got creativity, and I, I feel like he's he's going to be a player for us. He's on a long-term four-year contract. A long, I think we've got an option of an extra year. I may or may not be wrong on that. If he has a really, really good season for Wolves this season, his value is going to be like eighty million next summer. His value is only going up. So, like. I, I I think we could sell ourselves short. Uh, people, I mean, it's been reported, I think, Fabrizio put it down that personal terms have been agreed. I mean, I don't know regarding that. And say, like, oh, his head's been turned, he wants to go. I haven't seen a player on the pitch personally that looks like his head's been turned for me. Judging on the performance he's put in pre-season, he'll go to City if he does go to City. And I mean, if City come in for you, 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 know, you, know, you know, you're going to win trophies. That's the definite. You know, he's going to be playing thing, But for City, of a vast squad of players, and he ain't going to be the main man at City this year. De Bruyne's out for three months. As soon as he comes back, he's back in. You've got all their other midfielders as well. So he, he, he was kind of behind Neves last year a lot of the time. You know, But now he's the main man, so I'm not sure. Six Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Similians, it. Tom, you were going to make a point? Yeah, I think... He's got a lot more, to, and just following on from you there, Dave, he's got a lot more in his development to go. So I think regular first-team football at Wolves will benefit both us and him long-term. But I think my point is always the problem with football, as we know, if his head has been turned and the player you know, does want to go, and I, I appreciate what you're saying, Dave, because you, know, you can't say that he hasn't been committed into in the last performances that we've seen. But if, you know, if he's... If, if, you know, his head's been turned by the, the likes of working with Pep and um, g gaining trophies, you know, is is that going to be too much for for the club to kind of handle? And, and again, is this financial fair play situation real? Does it go as deep as we're being led to believe? And if it does... Does that 60 million just, even though we know that that's short of what it should be and what we could potentially get in the future, is that just too appealing for Jeff Shea and Foson to basically put the rubber stamp on it and say, yeah, sold, off you go? You know, well, because... well, obviously, that's going to be time to, time to sing and we're going to talk about that some more. I just want to make a point to the people in the chat. We have a fantastic community on here of everyone that's courteous and kind. WV1 Edits, I'm going to call you out because you have been a little bit rude to people in the chat. So this is a warning. Um, the producers, you know, keeping an eye on it, you will get 
kicked out or or given a yellow card. So you you know please play nice or you know you won't be welcome here on the uh, on the chat. Um, and if you do want to get involved in the chat, all you need to do is make sure that you subscribe. Guys, I want to go on to now your uh, your highlight of the day, um, your performance rating, and your man of the match, if you wouldn't mind. So, do you want to go first, Tom? Yeah, go for it. So, um, I think man of the match for me uh, has got to be Saw. I think you know he, he kept us in the game, um, complete athlete in the game, incredible save. Um, you know that that one where he tips it over the bar. I mean that that was just absolutely superb. Um, performance rating of the whole game. I mean it's a tale of two halves, literally, isn't it? I think the first half was uh, can be a really low rated. I don't think we really we we went missing too much for me. Um, but the game as a half, I'm going to rate it. I'm I'm going to give it a six because they still they showed desire and you know that. They did. They did match Everton for for most parts of the the game, certainly that second half. So, you know, I feel we went there and got a good three points. Um, and what else was it, Dave? Well, you got highlight the highlight of the day has to be seeing that goal go in the net from Sasha. I mean, you know, if any of you have watched the the documentary and and just knowing the the setback that 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 guy's had, um, and to also. For us Wolves fans to see a striker finally be signed and then into his debut so short, um, go down with an injury, which is just dreadful for for both him and us as fans, and to see him come on yesterday and have such a good impact. And I think one thing just on Sasha, Dave and, and Jack, I think what was really pleasing for me and something that I haven't seen for Wolves in a long time was literally his presence as soon as he came on the pitch. And I mean that with his height. You know, he was tearing over defenders and what what a kind of player and a wild card to bring on in any game. Because if you can be whipping the balls into the box or having set pieces, what, what I mean, I bet Sean Dyche was thinking, crikey, I'd love to have him in my side. Do you know what I mean? Because he would suit uh, Sean Dyche's side to the ground. But, you know, thankfully we've got that option now and he, he, he is a different option. So, yeah, for me, um, highlights definitely seeing that, that goal go in by Sasha and, and getting the the well needed three points. Absolutely. Jack? Yeah, I, I can echo a lot of what, what Tom's just said there. I mean, that's our man of the match for me. I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering, again, guys in the chat and, and you two as well, how much of an impact this new goalkeeper coach Neil Cutler's had. I wonder whether he's already starting to work his magic. That's, that's, a, really, that's, that's a really, really good point you say that, Jack. Yeah, because I, I yeah. think... Not just the save, but commanding his box was really good. His decision making was very, very good. You know that for me. I've, I said before, I'm not a massive Sar fan. My major criticism is decision making. You know how many penalties he's given away when he's run off his line and just taken out a striker, or you know he's, he's come for a cross and punched it to the edge of the box and the shots yeah. come back in. You know, but I think yesterday I don't think he made any poor decisions at all. Whether the ball was at his feet, whether it was to come for a cross or not. So I wonder whether, maybe I'm you know, thinking a bit too much into it, but I wonder whether Neil Cutler's starting to work his magic on, on Joe. And if he is, then then this new contract and everything, then, then absolutely, yeah, because and we I think, see more Sarri's capable. Go on. Yeah, I think, Jack, as well, just having the likes of Bentley and King as he backups, that's only going to support him, you know. And I think, for me, what I was more pleased about with where I was a bit critical of his Brighton performance, although I'm not blaming him for the, for the loss by any stretch of the imagination, but 
to come back and bounce back with such a good performance. And I think now what we're all we need to see from Saar is pretty much that first season that we had, you know, of him between the sticks, where he was sensational. And if he can repeat that season, then wow, what a keeper, because consistency now is going to be key for Jose Saar for me this season. <laughs> His, um, his distribution, if you can get his distribution right. I mean, he's he, he proved that he's a, he's a fantastic shot stopper. And let's mm. face it, he made two or three. The one other good thing that hasn't been mentioned about Saul yes, yesterday, he commanded his error. The, the, the amount of balls into the box where he come and catched and took the pressure off. Because, Absolutely. Because Everton have got some very, very big players. They've got some really, really big players. And, you know, we I thought that defensively we dealt with a lot of crosses into the box and Saar was instrumental of coming out, punching and catching. So you've got to give him a lot of credit uh, for that. Um, Jack, did you finish your... Um, you hadn't finished your lot, had you there, what you were saying? No, no. Like I said, I think Saar, man of the match. Um, performance rating, I'm going to go five because... <laughs> I know we won, and that was that's probably the the main thing. But I don't think we were very good at all. I mean, I thought it was two really poor teams. I mean, you'd be very yeah. very concerned if you were an Everton fan, watching that performance there. You know, and listening to a couple of them on the way back out the ground, they said that 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 was very similar to their first game against Fulham as well, where you know there's not a lot in the game, and they managed to lose it. I mean, Sean Dyche has made a career out of winning those kind of games, hasn't he? It's a scrappy tight game, a set piece at the end, nicks it for his team, you know, and, and they've lost two of those already this season. It's gone gone against him. So you'd be very concerned if you're an Everton fan. We were average to poor, if you're being brutally honest. Like I said, first half, I understood the tactic, but it didn't work. Second half, we came into it and it suited us when the game opened up a little bit. Um, better teams will punish us. You know, some of our defending again was quite open, a bit sloppy. Um, you know, and like I said, we relied on a couple of very good saves from from, from Sar to kind of keep it at nil-nil and an offside flag as well. Um, so, can't be too um, excited by the performance. The result, absolutely much needed and very important for, for Gary O'Neill as much as anyone to get that first win and to get off that zero. I mean, there's still four teams on zero points, aren't there? And, and again, you know, we're off that now. So, that that's good. Um, highlight of the day, again, like Tom says, Sasha getting the goal. Um Brath, Brathwaite and Tarkovsky didn't lose a header all game. As soon as he comes on, first ball into the box, he's there before them, isn't he? And, and like Tom says, that's going to make such a difference. Teams don't like physicality, do they? They don't like to be challenged. They don't like to be threatened. So as soon as you've got a guy that's going to win headers and can hold the ball up, it's going to put a lot more pressure, particularly if, if the defenders are getting tired and it's getting late in the game. If they're on a booking, for example, you know, and he's backing in and, and turning you, then, then he's going to be a real real asset and, and you know again what Tom says with the documentary you see what he's gone through you know and, and it, it must have been really difficult for him just trying to settle in a new country and you, you know you've come here to play football and you can't do it for a year um, you know the, the celebration at the end you could see what it meant to him I thought he was quite he was quite reserved with the celebration if it was me I'd have been going absolutely bonkers but um, mm -hmm. I'm very very calm I think he realised that there was still a game to win and, and a job to do but yeah, I mean that that's going to be a, hopefully a huge springboard for him going forward as well. I hope that um, that is in the, uh, the they they put that in the third part of the documentary because I think, I think they've got to have them. Yeah, that would uh, finish it off. I mean, he's played. Someone said yeah. he's played about sixty minutes for Wolves and he's got his first goal. So you know, uh, yeah. absolutely brilliant. Finally, um, looking ahead to uh, obviously we got Blackpool on Tuesday. Um, you know, in the cup 
it'd be interesting to see the team he plays there. I do want us to progress. Hopefully, he plays a team that gets us through. And, you know, because performing and winning games is a good habit to get into. Um, it won't be an easy game. I've seen us drop out to sort of League One and League Two opposition many, many times. But, like, you know, let's get the job done. Uh, Palace away next week. Your thoughts on that um, and score prediction? And do you think Net and, and your other thing is will will Nunes be here in that team at Palace? Oh. So do you want to go first? Um, yeah. So uh, score prediction. I think my heart's saying one thing, my head's saying another. But I'm going to go for a a one-one draw. Um, yeah. That's my score prediction. Do I think Nunes will be playing? For Wolves. I'm putting you on the spot. It's a yes, no. I, I really want to say yes, Dave, but I'm going to have to say no. I I think, I do think Fosun will bottle it and uh, I think he'll be sold. Just just tell me one thing, um, both. You do, do we know whether Nunes' agent is Mr Mendes? Do we know that? I think I think he's he's very much part of that stable, isn't he? Yeah, I think it, I think if that's the case, I I, I can see him going because I you know we've seen it before. There can sometimes be a little bit of a cut price um, to different teams when Nunes um, when Mendes is involved. So I I can see Nunes going for around the sixty million mark. Okay, Jack, uh, to you finally. Yeah. Um... I think, unfortunately, I think we've probably seen Nunes play his last game for Wolves. I think, again, the law, like Jota went to Liverpool, I think the law of Man City is is too great for us to kind of, in terms of looking after the player as well. I mean, I'd imagine, I was saying this earlier to someone, that when we brought Nunes to the club a year ago, it was with the idea that if a big team comes in for you in 12 months' time, 18 months' time, we're not going to stand in your way. That's kind of how we attract the likes of Nunes and yeah. Neves and Jota, isn't it? So I think there's a, there's a, an obligation, not an obligation, that's the wrong word, but there's a almost a responsibility for the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah to, to kind of say, you know what, if, if a Man City or a or a Barcelona comes in for you, then then obviously there's a deal. You know what, Jack? I think we've been way too nice to players leaving this club. Connor Cody, yeah, go on off to um, on loan to uh, Everton to, uh, to Everton and things like that. I, you know, what about with the Dharma trial, right? To Barcelona, Dharma to Barcelona. So too many times we've been, yeah, yeah. Well, we need to do what is right for this club. Yeah, not, correct, right for, yeah. not right for the player. Um, at the end of the day, they're paid a handsome wage, you know, and they're paid a lot of money and they're on a long-term contract. And if Manchester City, and if I was blooming the chairman of this club, and if I was blooming, you know, you look at Dan Levy at flipping to- at Tottenham Hotspur, and he gets some stick, but he yells out for the money. If they yeah, want to buy him, you, I, I would say... You want him, we either want 60 million and we want this boil or whatever the guy is that people are on about. And we don't want him on loan, we'll have him on permanent. So we'll have 60 million and this player, or you give us 70 million. And if you're not going to come with either of them things, don't even bother coming back and talking to us. See you later. That's how they need to play. They need to be hardball and, and play it like that. Yeah. Happy days, you can go next summer. We'll get 80 million for you. And if you have a good season this soon, you'll have the whole world coming for you. You'll have your picker clubs, you won't just have the one. 
you know, you're the main man here at the moment. That's we're going to build this team around you. You're going to start every week, and you're going to, you know, your value is going to go up. And next season, let's have a good season. They come in with the money, but like we can't just drop our pants and just go, yeah, you're Manchester City, you're going. We've got to, to me, we've got to basically demand the money because it worries me that if we sell Nunes, we're going to be hoping to get someone in that's going to do that role. And I saw in the first half against Everton how lost we look without that player on the pitch, personally. So, I, don't know. I think it's disappointing, Dave, as well, given that this is coming out and this late in the window. And you're seeing that we were linked, weren't we, at the start of the window with Alex Scott, Alex Scott this, Alex Scott that, all the time, a creative midfielder. And perhaps you know, if that deal... We could have sold him then for £60 million. We could have gone and bought Alex Scott. I know he's injured. Yeah but, even so, yeah, but even if they'd have got that deal done early with the, the like... I mean, did they know they were going to sell Nunes? Who knows? We, we don't know, do we? Um, anyway... We do have yeah. to move on. We've, yeah. I mean, the, the other... It is past 9pm, yeah. everyone. So it is yeah. past the watershed. It's my bedtime, Dave. I need to Absolutely. go. It's past the watershed. So, um, guys, thank you very much. 50 minutes. Uh, so we've basically played uh, the whole first half plus the new amount of added time. Um, <laughs> God bless you. Tom, have you enjoyed it? Yeah, loved it. Thanks for having me on, Dave. Thanks, uh, Jack, as well. No problem. Brilliant. Jack, thank you ever Brilliant. so much, mate. Not a problem. Thanks, guys. Fantastic. Cheers. So that's half time. Uh, just a reminder, guys, um, that you can get the NordVPN deal. Um, make sure you check it out because you won't get a good deal on this on a VPN. And it's one that's, um, that I use. And make sure you check that out. The link's in the description. But if you go to NordVPN forward slash always wolves, you'll get the yeah, you'll get the disc discount. Let me know if you've got it. I am so delighted that we've got a fantastic second half of the show and we've got over nearly 350 of you watching. So if you do want to get involved in the chat, all you have to do is like and subscribe and you can get involved in the chat as well. First of all, in his, in his stately home mansion with his piano, we have got uh, charismatic Craig. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm really well, thanks. How are you, bud? I'm brilliant, mate. I'm absolutely, uh, you know, well, I'm, you know, I'm as good as what can be in the circumstances. You know, I'm still, I had some joy yesterday. I saw Sooty and I saw Chris at the end of the game um, waving and stuff with us. And they had smiles on their face and we were waving at everything. And, I, and, and I'm delighted we have the man, the myth, the legend, Sooty, how you doing, mate? Good to see you yesterday at the end of the game. Good evening, David. Evening, Chris. <laughs> Good evening, mate. It is past the watershed and everything. <laughs> and like, obviously, you were at the game yesterday. You were in the lower part than me. You and Chris, I think Chris was with you, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Yeah, and like, you saw us when we were waving over to each other and stuff. Um just sum up the day, mate. Let's just start from the beginning, go into the game, your you, you pre-match ritual, the team coming out, the first half, the second half, the goal, the end. Sum it up. Well, trip up was better than the trip up to Man United. The, uh, the motorway was better for a start. Um, we found a parking space really easy, so that was pretty good. Had a pint before, 
and then they hit the team come out and well what we most of us expected anyway with no Nunes um, and then it kicked off and it was terrible Dave it was absolutely abysmal and I thought my god how can we go from United um, 12 days ago um, and even being attacking against Brighton last week to this. It was like watching Wolves away last season. It was awful. And I said to Chris, I said, oh my God, we're in trouble. Because we made Bro we made Everton look good, Dave. Way after Jeff Shee's obviously yeah, got to got to Sunday <laughs> again. <laughs> Every time he comes on, I swear to God, Jeff Shee comes out and he plugs Sutty's internet because he don't know what he's going to say. His four G's been cut off, and he. <laughs> it's Jeff. It's Jeff. He's on to him. You know, he's on to him. Poor oh, old Keith. Are you back, Keith? Can you hear me? No. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. You can hear me now, can you? Well, even if you we can, can hear yeah. Me, that's one thing. We can hear you. Um, yeah, it was just, it was poor when it came. Let's be honest. I think, Sutty, you're going to have to log out and log back in again. We'll come back to Craig. Log back, log out, log back out and log back in Craig. I agree with him, uh, Dave. I thought, I thought yesterday is the first time I've been worried. Um, but... As you got uh, to the back end of the first half chat, you summed it up. Why? We, we've got to tell Manchester City to go and do one. They've got enough players, world-class. World they don't need our boy. So rather than all this 70, 80 million quid, Dave, tell them to just get knotted. And if they want him, then they'll have to come for him in, in nine months' time or uh, a year's time. You want about Nunes? Yeah. And... and and he isn't worth £80 million. He's worth whatever we're going to get for staying in the Premier League because he makes Wolves tick. Without him, uh, a number of our players don't work. Lamina doesn't look as good for a start. I mean, Lamina yesterday worked his socks off, but 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 looked look, look, look like a chicken with no head. Um, Cunha was nowhere near as effective because Nunes opens up space. He attracts players in. And he gives extra space for uh, for all our, our other players uh, to play. And why we don't play Sasha and Silva off each other with with balls coming in, so that Sasha can knock him down. Big man, Silva, little man. Well, not just that, Dave. If you've uh, um, so, so watch Fabio preseason and the first two games, his greatest asset is when he runs from deep space into the uh, the um, space created. He isn't an out-and-out out number nine. So that if he's feeding off the balls from the wings into the box and Sasha knocks them down with him coming late, he, he's, he's going to score a bag, a bag full of goals. We're not playing him right at, uh, at the moment. But Nunes is crucial to us. There is not... Anybody did you, did you the... come to that opinion as well from watching that first oh, Dave, in the first um, five minutes of the game, you could see we we got no fluidity at all. We we looked pedestrian, as like like Keith, Keith said. We looked like old-fashioned wolves 
And this is why I, I sort of kept banging on about Matinho and Nevers being defensive-minded, being negative players. We, we, we have now got an offensive midfield player who is going to be world-class. Why do we want to sell him? Why do we want to sell him at all? Keep him and tell City to go and do one. Full stop. Yes. Um, Sutty, um, sorry about that. Jeff Shee, you need to get the get on to NordVPN um, and then he won't be able to find you. Um, Sutty, you were saying before you, before she uh, got to you, uh, if you want to carry on from that point and then obviously pick up on Craig's point at the end. Yeah, I mean, we've just poured, Dave, like I say. I mean, we had no... St- I'll tell you what we lack, Dave. We lack actual loud leaders on the pitch. There's nobody pulling people around saying, you get in here, you get in there. For me, you should have a leader in the back line, a leader in midfield, and you should have your top man up front. And that's how it should be for me. You should. It shouldn't just be one leader. You should have your, your generals in each department. And we've got none. There's no one there, Dave. And it showed yesterday. When the pressure was on, they were panicking. We, Everton cut us apart really easy, Dave. They were better than us yesterday. And they're rubbish. <laughs> they're terrible. Um, and I feel for their supporters. I really do. But going on what Craig says about Nunes, he is that special thing. We've, we've got workman-like midfielders. Gomez, Lamina do all the dirty work. But you've got uh, Nunes in the middle when he picks the ball up and starts driving at people. That unleashes Cunha. Space as well. It's no, it's no surprise that Cunha looks bang average again yesterday because he's got nobody yeah. doing that work for him and then laying him in. It, 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 he just didn't. He looked like the player last season um, for a time being again. And unfortunately, Dave. I think the boy's head's been turned. I don't think we'll see him again. I think he's gone. He's under contract, though, Keith. And he, and I know, he, but they're, they're, they're worth front. the paper they're written on, Craig. When you've got, Craig, when you've got an owner like we've got who wants to get as much money in as possible, they'll sell him. Four years left on a contract. He's not a short contract. He needs to be told, this season you're ours. Next season, we'll talk. I think I, I think he's been playing like he's fully committed as well. I don't see that he's been down tills. I know he got sent off. But, um, some people, like I say, could be cynical and say we got himself sent off on purpose because of whatever. But I, I, I just think he was silly. But he was frustrated and there's passion. And if you're frustrated and you're passionate, that means you're committed. Hey, I'll... nothing will make me happier if he stays. If we get to the yeah, yeah. So we're all we're kind of all on the same page, aren't we? Sooty to me. And I said this, but you probably heard me just before. If City come knocking and they want to pay the money, for me, and Jack said it as well, 60 million ain't enough. It needs to be 70 million or it needs to be 60 million and one of their two rising star young players that's just breaking through into the team. I can't think of that. Is it Doyle or someone that mentioned? And not on a loan, on a permanent. It's like you can pay 60 million, but we want him as well. Because yeah, we need replacements. We can't be faffing about, like like you said, all window. And you have said this. We want to get the players in early and stuff like that, which is great. Well, City have had all blooming window to come in and bid for Nunes. And then they're doing it like with like a week to go. And said, like, sorry, guys, you should have come in a lot earlier. We, our team set, he's, he's not just a, make-way, a makeshift player in this team this year. 
all pre-season, Nunes has been in, even under Lopetegui, he has been the main man in every single game. The whole game plan has been built, bringing him as the main man. And now you sell him four days before the start of no, the Dave, transfer window. Right, Dave, there's a reason uh, Man City are late. And Nunes needs to realise that. He's second or third choice. They were, yeah, absolutely. Uh, De Bruyne has gone injured and he's out for months. That's the only reason that they are in for him. And if he can't see that for what it is, he's a fool. And it, 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 when um, when De Bruyne is back fit, he'll be a bench warmer. Whereas for us, he'll be our it, main man. And he needs to be told that. I, I, I mean, I, I agree. I agree totally. And I think if if... If we're at a point now, I mean, we've talked about this, and I know me and Sutty have had disagreements about different things and stuff like that, but like he's, we, he's right um, on what he was said about getting the business done and stuff, if we're leaving it late. It's selling players late that's going to really hurt us because every single player that's gone out in this window so far, you can make an argument for, you can go, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, even Neves and um, Collins... Cody, all of them, you can make an argument for. We can sell Pedence, hopefully, before the end of the season. I mean, he's bombed out by Lopetegui, and now he's bombed out by uh, Gary as well. You know, Otto, Pedence and Otto, you could bring it, you could get another £15 million there. All being told, from what I understand, our FFP issue, in terms of what they needed to do for the FFP, it's done. We don't need to sell right now. They showed that because they didn't sell Kilman. To, is it Leon that we're coming in with thirty-five million? They didn't sell Kilman. He's captain on a long-term contract because he's key to the team. He's key to the defense. He's key to the to to the plan. Matthias Nunes is key to that team. You take him out of our team, we might scrape some results. But I think if you take him out of our team, we lose ten points straight away. Personally, oh, boys, boys, you 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 guys couldn't have seen the teams in the tunnel yesterday pre-season because you were there. Our team looked 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 pretty fed up, and I'm not surprised because because all they've had our owners do is badly bloody manage our our, our club. Absolutely, my my swearing. Now now eventually that filters down to people because as a team you're trying to build this. This 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 uh, teamwork and and you're trying to drive forward, and it feels like the people at the back of you are chopping your legs off behind you, and you and you can't keep doing that. She needs to go and bloody do one and chuck himself in a swamp where he belongs, right? And this Gukwang Chung noodle brain, he needs to go with him, right? And we need to get proper owners in who are passionate about our football club, just like we are. Nunes stays put and we start to build a team again for the fans, not not for their their um, their profit shore up or their main uh, holding company. Well, I mean, I, I, I will I will I will state again. Lots of investment was made in the last few windows. Yeah, yeah, no, it was wasted, but I don't I don't think it's Fosun that's wasted that money. I think there you go. I think it's um, it's. It was sellers and she that wasted that money personally. And obviously, they've been trying to get the money. And I haven't had a problem with everything that's gone out at the moment. And I've said, judge the transfer window at the end of the transfer window. 
And this, to me, right now, this week, right now, this week, what the decisions that they make this week on the likes of Nunes and Samedo and all of those people that are rumoured, if it's a big, big, the fans will judge it. We're, you know, we will judge it on what happens. If they hold their nerve and they keep Nunes and they don't take the money, that's a statement to me that they're seeing the bigger picture. If they sell Nunes and they bring three or four quality players in that help the team, obviously you'd have to see how it goes. But if they sell him and then you're just running around trying to bring someone in, you know, what's what's sixty million pounds to get him relegated, Craig? Before you go on, I just want to say a big thank you to uh, Tony Richards, who's just become our latest member. So please welcome Tony uh, as a member. I will put the link to the Discord group on after this, Tony. Thank you for uh, for joining. If you do want to become a member, like Craig and Sooty as well, we have some good <laughs> debates. In the Discord group, to say to say the least, it gets feisty sometimes. But like, get yourself become a member, and we'll welcome you into the Discord group, uh, the members Discord group. Who are you going to bring in there, Dave? Who are you going to yeah. bring in to, to replace what is a clearly a world class young kid? You ain't going to bring anybody in anywhere near that. And we go back to the dross that that, that we've seen for the last two to three seasons. Me, me and uh, Keith, uh, Dave, can go back to standing outside uh, the North Bank where when 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 the under-14 sign was up there, 14 pence to get in there, right? Well, all those years, these owners, mate, they ain't got a, 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 an absolute clue. Nunes has got to stay. We cannot replace him, Dave. We are a different side with him in the, in, in the team, as proved uh, when Nevers got suspended last season, and I was ranting on here about it, and all the members, they say, oh, no, Nevers is God, Nevers is God. I'll tell you something, Nevers ain't got a patch on 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 uh, this this uh, kid, Dave, I'll tell you, this this kid's going to be world-class. And this is, again, the point, and Sutty, I'll come to you, because I know we're talking about Nunez, but it is a hot subject, and it is concerning all of us. In a year's time, he's going to be worth eighty or ninety million, surely. If he's had a good season, he's going to have his, he's going to have Real Madrid, Barcelona, Borussia Dortmund, or you know, Paris Saint Germain, Manchester City, Liverpool, United, Chelsea. All of them will be fighting. It'd be a bidding war, and we'll be able to sell him for a lot. You've got to look at what happened. Brighton, Brighton. I don't, you know, the if they've sold players for the midfielders for the amount of thingy, then Nunes surely is on the same thing. We cannot. Sell him for, for it's to me it's it's short sighted. Sutty, if you're the if you're the chairman, and Man City are coming to you and they're speaking to you and they're saying we want we want Nunes. Nunes has said I'm interested in going. What are you doing, Sutty? What are you saying? What 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 price tag are you slapping on the window on 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 it? Well, if I'm Jeff Shee, well, I'm a, I'm a complete prick, so I'm going to sell him for about sixty million because I look at the smaller picture, Dave. But if it's me, we're on about you, Sutty. If I'm going to sell him, I want seventy-five, eighty million for the lad. Because if they're offering ninety million for the lad from West Ham, he ain't as good as Nunes. Absolutely. But Dave, 
you've just you've just lined me up. So I spent a few hours this afternoon. Oh, you've done his research. Before you go on, I just want to say, Soms, who I've met, lovely bloke. So Soms, who I've met, lovely bloke, who's also become a new member tonight. Thank you very much. After this, I will put the uh, I, I will put the link to the members Discord group. Thank you for joining. You're gonna you're gonna have fun in the uh, the members chat, mate. Crack on then, Sooty. This is interesting. So, so what I've done, I've spent a couple of hours here because I, I, I'm fed up of people saying that Wolves don't sell players. Right. So I've gone from when we won the championship, from when we signed Ruben Neves, right, to 2017-2018, Fosun spent £21.5 million. And Neves was the ballpark of that at about £16 million. Quid, all right. right. We then got promoted, didn't we? And if you remember, we had Jota and Willie Bolly and people like this on loan. With the, with, we had the obligation to buy them if we went up. Right? So the following season, first season in the, in the Premier League, we spent £82.5 Huge jump up. Right? Yep. We're, all, we're all looping the loop. We signed Jimenez on loan, but we had to buy him the following season. And then we bought other players in with him. And 20... 19-2020 season, we spent 83.2 million, right? So these people clearly spend, right? So we've got to get it out there. They've spent, right? The following year, we spent 71.5 million. What year is that, mate? 2021, okay? 2022, 21-22, bad year, wasn't it? Because it was sort of co it was right in the middle of the COVID. Still spent 45 million, Dave. Right, and then last year, last year was the monster year because we spent in summer and winter, and we spent a hundred and thirty-five million pound. So from the champion, beginning of the championship winning campaign, 2017-2018, they've spent. You both sat down, didn't you? They've spent four hundred and thirty-eight point seven million pounds on players. But wait, Dave, because we don't sell, do we? So 2017-2018, we sold £6.5 million worth players, okay? The following season, 2018-2019, we sold £20 million worth of players. So this is money coming back into the club. Yeah. 2019-2020, we sold another £20 million worth of players. 2020 to 2021, we sold £73 million pounds worth of players. If you remember, Jota, Doherty, all of these going out for the door. Yeah. yeah. 2021, 2022, we sold £27 million. And then 22 to 23, up to now, we've, set, we've, we've bought in £92 million pounds worth. Right? And if we sell... Um, Nunez, Johnny Otto and Pedence, which is highly likely, and I've been really reserved here, Dave, and I've said for £70 million for the three of them, that means they've bought back in £308.5 million over the, over the course of that six years. So they've spent £438 and they've bought in £308. Okay? So, so, so if you average that out, you average that out over the six years, 
they've actually spent 21.7 million pounds per season if you take out the 60 million for Nunez, which may happen yeah what what what's the what's the, i think I 238 that, so what's the uh, the spend per season then well if you take it it, it would be 31.7 million which is nothing. Okay. Right, I've not finished yet. Just give me a couple more minutes right. and then I'll show yeah. right. I'm enjoying this, Keith. So, TV revenue over the six years and sponsorship. So, TV deals. So, you get your TV money, which is about 79 million, and you get your place per position in the Premier League. So, I've taken us on 10th place, right in the middle. That makes sense because that's right. probably our average position. Right in the middle. So, we've, made, we've bought in in that six years. Six hundred and thirty-two million point eight million, right? Players' wages per season, right? Fifty-seven million pounds. Now, Foson bought us for forty-five million pounds, right? And last year, if you remember, Dave, they wrote off a debt of one hundred and twenty-six million pounds. Okay, so if you combine. All of Foson's outgoings with paying that debt off, uh, all the wages, and bearing in mind as well, Dave, Wolverhampton Wonders have actually got 237 employees. Right? So what I've done is I've worked out the wages for the employees on the national average wage, which is £27,700. Right? How long has it took you to do right? this? Now listen, listen, right? Now, if, if you think about employees at Molyneux, this is every other week, barmaids, people waving flags, steward, they ain't on 27 grand a day. So I've been really, really over the top here. So that's top, that comes out at £6.7 million a year for these people, right? Now, I don't know what the running costs of Molyneux are, but they ain't spent bugger all on it, let's be honest, apart from a bit of scaffolding in the corner for the Gene Kelly stand. So the total outgoings with paying the £126 million debt off, is £914.7 million since we won the championship. And guess what the total incomings are, Dave? don't know. £941.3 million. So as we're after the, 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 the watershed, Dave, FFP is bullshit. <laughs> Everyone give Sutty a clap, man. He's brilliant, isn't he? Absolutely. Listen, if Craig's got his arms up. Oh, man, that's brilliant. How long has it took you to do that? A few hours. <laughs> this is why we're paying the big bucks to be on the channel, man. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant, mate. Absolutely brilliant. Well done. It's really good. You can't it, trust Dave, if, if, if they If they sell Jane news, Lane Dave, wants to know what about the shirt sales. I ain't even gone into that. <laughs> but if they sell Nunes, Dave, and they don't reinvest that money, that profit goes up to nearly 100 million quid. And if they get a buyer in for about 200 million quid, Dave, they have made best part of 250 million quid out of Wolves in six or seven years. They ain't paid a penny. Fantastic, mate. That's really, really good. This is what I'm saying this week with the new with the Nunes thing. To me, it's the acid test. It's the acid test. What they what happens with Nunes? Because all three of us, and I think Jack 
and um, most people in the chat as well are basically, if Man City want him, they're going to have to pay, like you said, 70, 75 million. They don't have to sell him, Dave. Man City could come in and offer 150 million. We don't have to sell him. And the thing about it is, Dave, they can go and buy three players still and they won't breach financial fair play. It's rubbish. No, I, I know, I know, I agree, but I do think if someone come, if they, if someone, if they do offer 70, 75 million, probably that's okay. You probably most fans would understand selling at that point, but not sixty million. I wouldn't, million. Dave. I wouldn't. Who's going to replace him? Our team looked pedestrian yesterday without him. Uh, mate, I completely, I, com- I, I completely, completely agree. I wouldn't personally sell him in this window, me. That I wouldn't sell him, you know, and the people are talking about him coming in for 60 million. If like you, Sooty, probably like you, Craig, if Man City were coming, I would tell them you either pay this money or go away, knowing that they're probably not going to come back for that. And I'd be saying to, to Nunes, you're on a four year contract, mate, you know, well, you're our main man. We're building this team around you. You're going to be starting every week. We want you performing like you have pre-season and everything. This is your time to shine. And I guarantee you, in a year's time, you're going to have your picker clubs. You'll have your picker clubs that want to come for you. And we can sell him for more money. We've got time to um, to plan and actually get the player that we want in, a bit like what Brighton do. Brighton, when they sell a player, they've got someone waiting to call straight away. They like, don't sell them cheap either, like, do they? We don't want to be like four days before the end, three days, two days before the end of the transfer window, scattering around trying to bring someone in and going, oh, yeah, we've announced this sign-in. And I, I reckon if we sold him, we're guaranteed losing a, about 10 points off our placing for next year, and that could mean the difference. Absolutely. And £60 million doesn't mean anything when you're relegated into the blooming championship. You've got to start again. You've lost. You've lost the the TV money. It, it it's it don't mean nothing. We need to be like you said, and I think Sutty Craig mostly said. All we need to get rid of the deadwood. Good job. Happy with that. And we need to build a team that's going to turn into something. They've brought some good players in. We've got a good squad. Craig, you've said this about the squad that we've yeah. got right now. It's a squad. You know, if we can get them playing, they look good. And then oh, we, Dave, need, we need to Dave, add just, into that. Just quickly as well, on all those players that have gone out, when you look at their wages, they've saved £23 million a year on wages. That's just on, on the players out. D- Dave, as a fan, why would you want to invest your time and emotion and your money in a club that is continually regurgitating the, the, the best players we've seen. What, what would you want to do that? So every signing that we made, no matter how top class it was, as a fan, you'd be saying, right, well, we've got him for six to nine months. What? That's no strategy for success at all. That's, that's, that's just a selling club, that is, to make a profit. Yeah, absolutely. Can I just come on this? Adam Rurenki, uh, I hope I said that right, has put, Nunes has gone, it's on his Instagram, mate. It's not, no, mate, you've got that completely wrong. It's Nunes' birthday today, and that's what Kuhn has put out. It's got nothing to do with him being gone. It's his birthday. So you're completely wrong with regards to that. Just sort of clarify that. 
listen, we can talk about Nunes and thing, and you know, we'll we'll obviously know by uh, next Sunday whether he's in the team. Just to finish this section because we'll get back onto the game again. Craig, is he going to be in the team for for Palace next Sunday? In my view, yes, he is. We need to tell City to bog off. We need to tell him to, uh, to, to get his head back straight. And he's a Wolves player. And he's a Wolves player for the whole of this season. Suck it up. Sutty? No. You don't think so? Um, we've got Steve Johnson that said, nice to see Wolves get a win. Have a soft spot for Wolves. Cheers from Canada. Thanks for that, Steve. Much appreciated. That's a, uh, I don't... It's not that I don't want him to be there, obviously, Dave. I, just, I think they'll sell him, Dave. I think they're raking in as much as they can. And I firmly believe that we won't have this ownership model for the rest of this season. I think we'll be sold. You might be right, mate. We might be right. We'll, obviously, time will, time will yeah. tell. Uh, and I do think it's an acid test this week. And, like, you know, we'll find out, won't we? We'll get our answers. We'll get our answers. I've said it just by the way. Let's go back onto that game. Sutty, first half we've talked about, not very good. Second half, carry us on from there. Wow, it was much better. I'm intrigued, Dave. Why do we keep playing Neto on the right? Because he just checks back all the time. I know. know. So frustrating to me. I mean, I wouldn't do that myself. But anyway, it was much better. I mean, I've seen a lot of um, I've seen a lot of people laying into the young and up top. Um, But you can't keep buying players and then when they don't really... It, we've done it with Catroni. We've done it with, we've done it with so many players where they've said, not good enough after a few games, not good enough. He's getting in the positions and I'm, I've just got a funny feeling. I don't want to give up on this kid yet. I've got a funny feeling that he's, he'll get one and then he'll get another. I mean, he could have four goals in three games if you can put him away. I know it's ifs, but... He's getting in the positions, and I think, like Craig said, if he's got a big enough top nodding balls off for him, a proper target man, he's going to feed off him. A bit like when Sheringham and, and, and Shearer play together. Sheringham did all the old up work and everything, and Shearer was there. I've got a funny feeling that he could get us 10 or 12 goals. Mate, I, I, I kind of agree. I, I think, you know, Fabio, you can't teach positional play. You can't teach the runs. You can't teach how you drop off. Strikers do that instinctively. Yes, he's missed two one-on-ones, which he should have finished. That's because when he's had time to think about it, he's tried to make sure the, I mean, goal, that he did score, the goal that he did score that was offside, fractionally, instinctive finish. Yeah, he didn't have time to think about it. He just finished it. And... I think, like, well, I think, well, Craig, you might have mentioned it last week. You've got to give a player a proper run in the team. And when they start firing, I'm, I'm over the moon for Sasha. Don't, you know, absolutely brilliant. You know, he's, he's played 60 minutes in total over a year and um, he's, he's, he scored. And he was, if you watch my vlog, he was, and you watch the thing, he was calling for it. And I know Pedro Neto was over on that right side, but he actually whipped the ball in with his left foot. He checked back. Yeah, he did. And yeah. The delivery. The, and Pedro Neto, like I said, he was going absolutely... His delivery was pinpoint, absolutely... Fa- and we know Pedro can deliver a ball. And the run and the delivery and, and how he picked him out and how he made the run and got in between the two defenders, it was just... It was fantastic to see. 
And I agree. I think Pedro's better running down the left. I think that's his natural position. And I like, I used to like when sometimes they swap, you know, they change sides and they give the fullbacks, you know, we used to do that as well. But like, what, what, how were you feeling when the goal went in, Sutty? Oh, mate, it went nuts. <laughs> Absolutely not, because that is a smashing grab, really. I mean, they had. I mean, let's not get make no mistake here, Dave. Jose Sar was unbelievable yesterday. He was absolutely incredible. That I mean, save that he made, he, falling back and tipped yeah, over the bar. Yeah, what a I save! He kept us in the game, Dave, yesterday. But I mean, we've got out of there. I mean, we walked when we walked out after with we obviously with all the Everton fans. They've just said. Why can't we? Why can't we be at the end of a game, staying in a ground, singing to our our players? They're so dejected. I feel I really feel for them. I really do because we've been there, Dave. Horrible. Oh, and and I was chatting to a few of them, like you know, and you could hear them talking on the way out, and they're so dejected, and they just they said it's it's going to catch up with us. We can't keep. How many yeah. times did Coventry, you remember Coventry? They kept scraping up year after yeah. year and then eventually it catches you. Well, you can't keep doing it, Dave. And um, I think it might catch up with them, to be honest. And um, I don't want them to get down. I like going to Everton. It's a good day out, to be honest. It's, um, but it's like us. I don't like us. With the mindset is there are three worse teams than us. Wolverhampton Wanderers and Everton shouldn't yeah. be thinking like that, Dave. We should, be, we should be thinking, right, who's better than us and what can we do to catch them, right? Not who's worse than us so we can just scrape up because if we keep going with that mindset as well, Dave, well, guess what? Just We're going to be caught them. out as well. So, That's and this is this is the concern, isn't it? You don't you don't sell your best players from under right now. You need them because not with proper plan, not without proper planning. Exactly. I get Neves, I get it. Sell Neves, double bubble at the end of the day because nobody days. else is going to pay that for him. Fantastic deal. Same with Collins. You made some money on Collins because I watched him on match the day last night, and he still frightens the life out of me. Um, and he don't even play for us, and I was turning away. Um, uh, but the like, likes of Nunes and what have you, if you're gonna if you're gonna sell these players, you must do it early. But like what Craig said earlier, oh Man City have left it till this time. Well, let's be honest, Dave. This club has become a selling club because of these owners have made it quite public. They're prepared to sell anybody. So if you wait till right at the death, and you dangle something that they might just sniff at, you'll get it. And I've got a funny feeling as well, Dave, that Fosun Group will accept a deal, probably the penultimate day, and say, you know what, we just didn't have the time to get anyone in. Absolutely. I hope not, mate. Craig, Yeah. Um, obviously watching the game. Yeah. Talk, uh, talk through your reaction to that. Yeah. It, it, in the first half, Dave, uh, and you, you, you sort of, I couldn't believe how many short passes we're giving to to each other? The the, uh, the number of passes that were a, a yard and a half short, um, hospital balls for our players was was ridiculous. And you and you get that when your team are, are, are a bit nervous, a bit edgy, not sure about about what how they feel. Um, and again, this is a lot to do, in my view, uh, with, with what's going on uh, in the background. Yeah. In, in the second half. 
marginally better, but I'm not. I mean, we've got no focal points at the front that frightens defenders until the last 15 minutes. And Neto was playing, as you say, on the wrong side. Cunha was very, very ordinary yesterday. Lamina run his nuts off. But they all want it. There's no doubt there. Every one of those players... Would, would would absolutely give their all, um, but we looked devoid of uh, uh, any cohesion. Uh, there was no transition in the play, and again and again we struggled against the press, didn't we? Any any side that presses us, Dave, we really really struggle with, and we've been struggling now over over two to three seasons on this, and that's what the coaching staff are paid for. You know, we really, we really need to have a strategy for the press because, because again, you, very, can, very... you can use the press to your advantage. If I mean, look yeah, at Brighton, you can. Or City you, know, you can pull them on and you can cut through. You've got but, to be confident. If you start hesitating, you get caught. But Dave, everybody looked yesterday and said, "Oh, West Ham, magnificent side, beating Brighton three-one." We had more of the ball against Brighton, not just a bit, a lot. And a lot more shots. Yeah, absolutely. West Ham yesterday had 23% possession, but their game plan was spot on, which was really tight defence, really tight formation. And when you can break on Brighton, you've got to make it count. And they did. I remember a team like that once. Uh, yeah, yeah, and me. So, so, so we have got... A really good first team, irrespective of of, of uh, what the uh, the the doubters uh, think. I've, I've I've played the game, Dave. We've got some really really good players, but our bloody owners need to get a big grip, and they need to decide whether they're going to keep Wolves or sell it, and they need to do it quickly. If they're going to sell it, do one. Um, and our team need to be able to be a, a, given a, a, an absolute chance. And and Silva, we get off his back walls, fans. He's a young kid, and he's gonna he's gonna be a massive, massive goal scorer for us. He's he's spatial awareness, as I've said before, and his intelligence. But like everybody at Wolves at the moment, when we get a chance, we're fluffing our lines because it's become a serious mental issue for us. And Sasha's goal yesterday. Wasn't wasn't great, was he? It hit him on his shoulder, so so it 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 that uh, that beautiful header that uh, uh, was, was put wide of the keeper. He he got something on it, and he I went think in. He launched it off his head onto his back. Yeah, absolutely. And a bit of luck we needed. What I will say about yesterday, um, no, but I didn't hear anybody calling out silver. I mean. No, I've I've actually I've, no. I've think I think they've been quite supportive of him generally yeah. the fans generally I think you know he's, they've sang his name and you know he's been getting a lot of love and support. Um, I but think I think as well, Dave, what, what the young lad's got to do as well if he gets up after seventy minutes, I don't mean he's been no good. It means he's he's got to show a little bit more. He's got to be a bit more humble, Dave, when he's taken off and not throw his toys out of the pram like he did again yesterday when he was, you know, when he was taken off and he's throwing his armbands and they're off all over the place. It's 
I've, that might be personal frustration, but it don't look good, Dave. I, I, think, I, I agree. You, when I you think he's got to channel about that the a team, bit. not about you. Yeah, he's got to channel that a little bit. Is that, and, is and, that and your youth? You're thinking he's in a bit of maturity? Yeah, well, it, at the end, when they came over to us at the end, uh, I mean, they all dragged him into the middle as well, the players, you know. So that they, they do realise that it, I'm not saying he's struggling because he's getting in the positions, Dave, but I'd, he's not he's not a lone striker, Dave. He's, that's not his game. He's got to feed off someone, Dave. Yeah. And can I just ask as well a quick question? So we've been playing a back four now. So this is our third season. And we had a real true identity under Nuno, where we played five at the back or three with two wing backs, whatever you want to call it. And and we we were sold a dream, as it were, that we were going to be this attacking force that was going to score goals for fun if we went to a back four. Has it worked? No. And would you go back? Would you go back to the Nuno years where we knew what we were? Teams hated playing us, Dave. Absolutely well, let's hated face it. it. We had an identity then, and since then we haven't really found this identity. Maybe Gary O'Neill, he he will find us an identity. The one thing I have been impressed by by him is I was worrying that he was going to just sit back and be, you know, let's just try and nick one. I mean, and we did yesterday, but it wasn't that we were sitting back. We we were. We've been quite brave in all the all the games, and I I want us to continue to be brave. Because ultimately, if you're creating the chances, you're getting into the positions, eventually you're going to start putting them away. And yeah. Everton, you, you know, you, you said about Everton, they their fans are frustrated. You know, it, it's been year after year. They've been 17th or just getting out of it on the last day, the last two seasons. But they can't score. You know, they, they haven't been able to put them out. I mean, we've got Saar to thank. He, you know, he made some really good saves. But like the one thing that we did do yesterday, we created chances again in the second half, and we I thought towards the the last twenty minutes we were the better side. The last twenty yeah. minutes we started, you could see the panic starting to happen in the stands. Everything up until then they were quite comfortable, but we were looking like we we're going to score every time we went forward, and eventually, <laughs> what a great substitution. And he brings on Sasha, and we we mix it up and we change the dynamic. We bring the big man on, and it works, and we've won the game. I was I, I, I said earlier, I was a little bit frustrated with Sarabia. I don't know whether you were at the same. I was screaming, run it into the damn corner flag. Yeah, when he took that free kick. Oh, I mean, we had two players over there. It's like, just run the clock down. How many times have you seen a, a, a team that's winning try and score another goal when they don't need to and, and then lose the ball and then they're all forward and and then you get caught and they or oh, that would have happened he would have been he would have been lynched that's a player that's a player desperate to to show he's trying his hardest he's desperate dave i know he, um, yes, try, no, I get that. Some, I get that. sometimes when you try too hard especially like a top level sport or whatever anything like that it, it I think top-level sports, it comes natural. You don't really have to try hard. You're natural at it. And when you have to try hard, it means you're struggling a little bit. And um, I think he is. I think, it, look, it, it, he was at Porto on loan from PSG and he scored some like 18 goals. He and did, and loads of so he's, he's no mug, but we've got to remember, 
this is the Premier League. This is streets ahead of the Portuguese League. And he said streets that. Ahead. He said Wolves, that, mate. Wolves, Wolves would Wolves would come top top or second every year in that league. Yeah, absolutely. And he anyway, said, anyway, let's mate. let's finish Please. off the show um, with. Um, Craig will go first. Highlight of the day could be anything eating a bag of chips. No, uh, no, no. Man of the match. Yeah, no, I hope you don't, you don't mind, but there's uh, two. There's uh, and the saves. The Pickford save was just unbelievable. And Saar matched it, if not better. They were they were both stunning saves, uh, you know, at, at, at any level. Neither of them uh, should have got them. Um I thought Sars say was better because he was he was he was actually falling backwards and he sprung from a falling backwards position, kept his eye on the, on the ball, the ball. And, and that ball floated it in, in in the air and he had to stay there and knock it over. It was absolutely stunning. Um and and the Pickford side was pure uh, instinctive. Um obviously the goal was just a massive relief, but my stomach for the whole of yesterday, I, I don't, I don't know whether you, you guys were the same. Rolling, rolling, rolling. We could not afford to lose that yesterday. I know it's only the third game of the season. We had to win that yesterday. It's a big Absolutely. win, a big win psychologically as well. Absolutely. Gary O'Neill's first win, and for the team to get off the mark with points, it's, it's big psychological uh, blow for Wolves for the confidence of the team. Yeah. But it's a massive psychological blow as well for Everton. You know that's that's a sucker punch for them. You know they're you know real sucker punch. They've had two home games and apparently played well in both and lost both one nil. So T, um, highlight of the day, I think the diehard three thousand have found their voices again, Dave. Um, I, I, as you know, I was a massive advocate for Lopetegui. How many arguments have I had with you about Lopetegui? I'll openly admit it. We've had some quite heated discussions over Lopetegui. Um, but, hey, I'll hold my hands up. I, a fresh start with, with somebody who nobody's putting under pressure, really, as a manager, because he's almost like he's been thrust into it. Nobody's going to hold him to account if we went down. And it, it, You know, nobody... I don't think there was many people probably wanted the job, to be honest, Dave, with this ownership model. So he's come in under no illusions that he's not going to have much to spend, if anything. So it seems that we have got that siege mentality where we think, well, we go out these lads and dra And yesterday at the end, it was deafening. It, it, was, it was like United away and that away was incredible at the end. So that's my highlight of the day, um, the Wolves supporters, because we'll drag these lads up, that, that's for certain. Um, and my man of the match, there can only be one man of the match for Wolves yesterday, and that was our man between the sticks, Dave. He was outstanding. He was. Probably that's his best the, game in a Wolves shirt for I, a very long time. I would time. say so, yeah. For, for 18 months, that's the best game he's he was on Jack made a really good point maybe the new goalkeeper coach is starting to make an effect you know yeah. it's a good point because you know he's got fresh coach with him as well and you know he he, he really 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 did everything right yesterday the, 
the, the area, the catches that he took to take the pressure off as well, those little things. His distribution, he didn't go too bad with that. That was okay as well. And then his shot stopping. Oh, fantastic. But, I mean, for a win, I'd normally give us a win. I'd normally give us a seven for a win. But it was so poor, Dave, overall. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i give it a five and a half. Five and a half, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, well, there you go. Finally, um, if you've got any quick questions for you, for the guys, before we finish, just bang them in the chat now. We'll, we'll have five minutes of questions if there is any. Thanks to the new members. Also, don't forget a big thank you to uh, Creation Wall for powering the show uh, tonight, a local company, which is much appreciated. Craig, Blackpool in the week, Tuesday. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, let's hope we can continue winning ways and get a few goals. And then Palace next week, what's your expectations? Um, Tuesday night, 3-0. Palace next week, for some reason, I've got a... 2 0 win in, in, in my head. Um, you know, we'll go on from that because we weren't great Saturday, as we all know, and, we, and we're certainly not going to play that uh, that that badly again. And we could do uh, with uh, with going go there and, and winning because that's that's a bogey ground for us as well as well, isn't it? Palaces. So I hate that ground. It's a long drive. It's dever. So we just need to stuff them. Two 0 2-0. Um, yeah. And to you, Sooty? Well, for uh, Blackpool, Tuesday night, I'd go pretty strong for that, Dave. And if he's up to it, Kalaidic, I'd love to see Kalaidic and Fabio up top. Yeah. Right, yeah. So I'd go with them two leading the line. and Because and, it doesn't matter who you score goals against, it gives you confidence, Dave. Um, so I would go. We'll beat Blackpool. Um, now Palace away. I'm gonna have to sit on the fence, and I'll take a draw, Dave. Take a draw. Yeah. A couple of questions here. Um, well, first one from Chris Humphries, your mate. Uh, Chris says, uh, "Craig prefer a stick of rock or a sugar dummy." <laughs> Chris, what are you like, mate? <laughs> he watched the game this week, so I couldn't get him on. Stick a rock, tell him. Stop sulking, Chris. Stick a rock. Um, uh, there's a Billy Big Chops. Uh, Billy Big Chops for, for the guys. I'll be primed for a sale. And then we've got Darren Phillips. Sutty, do you agree? It looks like we've been set up for a sale. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, we are. He thinks so. Although they have publicly came out and said they're not selling, but. I think Come surprise up that does Dave when they say yeah, that. The, yeah, yeah. The is right. They might do. Uh, you, you remember Wood Dave? Uh, Mr. Putin said that he won't. He won't going to have a war with Ukraine. Don't don't be so trusting. Adam says, uh, "Do you have confidence that Fabio Silva will start finishing these clear cut chances?" Yes. Well, yes, I, yeah, I do because you can't just keep ditching players. You've got to stick with them at some point. We destroyed Catroni like that. Can't do it again. Absolutely. Uh, Max Hastings wants to know: Is Sutty releasing his home, homework as a video on the channel? Yes, I'm, I, I charge uh, twenty quid an hour, private tuition. <laughs> twenty quid an hour. I'm just looking to see if anyone any others questions. Uh, I think that's. Uh, 
I think that's about it. Guys, thank you very much. If you've enjoyed the video, um, please, um, and, and enjoy tonight, please smash a like. It lets YouTube know that you enjoy it. Uh, we're only 16 subscribers short of uh, 31,300. So if you're not subscribed, why not? Make sure you subscribe. If you're watching it back on the catch-up, leave your thoughts in the comment. If you're listening to it on the podcast, um, give us a rating uh, wherever you're driving in the world. You know, loads of you, over 300 have been with you live on the uh, on the chat all night. Big thank you to Creation Wars. And just a reminder, don't forget to get the uh, the Nord VPN um, discount whilst it's still on. All you need to go is in the link in the description below on, on your podcast or in the description. Hashtag always wolves. You won't get a better deal on a VPN than that on Trust Tree. And you've got a 30 day money back guarantee as well. Uh, Craig, uh, Sutty, Jack, Dan, thank you so much for tonight. And love and best wishes to you guys wherever you are in the world. From all of us, always wolves. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.